Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because I'm fine. Hello, welcome to Intellicast. Hi, everybody. By, by the way, Brian, we really got to get the music. I, I know. It, I tried. I followed the instructions. It didn't work. Maybe we'll yeah. just do a screen share with the sound, and I'll just play it from my computer, and you'll hear it. Man, I used to get so fired up when we had the intro. Oh well, someday, people. Someday, energy back in the podcast. Um, thanks for listening. This is in telecast, uh, season five. I think we're episode 20. That's crazy. Yep. Gosh, I feel like we haven't done 20 episodes this year, but I trust your math. Keep in mind, it's mid June and we've only done 20 last year. The last couple of years, we hit 20 sometime in like early May. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, you know, back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at EMI underscore research or in telecast one. And you can email us guests, topics, thoughts, feedback, anything in telecast at EMI-RS.com. Voice or text us at 513-401-5463. Uh, news episode. Yeah. Um, Hopefully our listeners aren't disappointed that we don't have another great guest this episode. Yeah. We've had a few in a row here. so Yeah. Um, yeah. Catch up on news. Um, some decent amount of news, I guess. Yep. Any any current events we'd like to discuss? Uh, we've got a couple. Um, two that are not on the list I sent you. One, uh, you, this has kind of been talk of my household for the last 24 hours. Um, my son broke his wrist over the weekend. Yeah. He yeah. was out back with his sister playing on our swing set, and it had rained like 45 minutes prior to that, and he was going across the monkey bars Got to almost the last one, slipped, fell, broke his wrist. So we thought he might have just been a sprain, but he was up Sunday night saying it hurt, took him to the doctor, got x-rays, got the results back that afternoon, said it was broken. We got in and got a cast last night. So It's amazing how resilient and tough kids are. Because let me tell you, if I broke my wrist, you would have heard about it. I would not stop whining about it. To him, it's just like a minor annoyance, right? No, right. I wrapped it in an ace bandage and because we didn't know how bad it was. And he was at ninja camp yesterday Ninja camp for half of it. Yeah, for half of it until he put his weight down funny on it and then decided, nope, I just want to go home. And what you may not have known is he was in the office with me in my home office all afternoon. I don't think anyone knew that because he was just sitting there on his tablet quietly. Never said a word about it. So it's tough, man. And this will be a big hit, I think, at ninja camp. Oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is one of his friends in our neighborhood also broke his arm two weeks ago, uh-huh. falling off the monkey bars. So, uh-huh. so yeah, they have matching casts. They both have oh, awesome. orange waterproof casts, so they're going to be cast buddies. And honestly, anytime 
someone asked us, asked him what happened. He said, fell off the monkey bars. They're like, yeah, that that's about right. So apparently this is very prevalent this time of year is kids falling off monkey bars and breaking arms or wrists. Yeah. Well, it'll be stronger now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was funny was the kind of break he has. The doctor said, Hey, you know what? Yeah, we're going to cast it, but you could have done nothing and it would have healed just the same. He would just be in a little bit more pain. Yeah. That's the kind of break it was. It doesn't matter what you do. It's going to heal. Yeah. So. Well, good luck to little Blake. Now, the other one is kind of those storms that rolled through the Cincinnati area last night. I know you and I were talking about it. We seem to have all lost power at some point. Yeah. Me for a lot longer than you, apparently. So. I um, lost power for about a little less than five hours. But thankfully, it wasn't 105 degrees. It cooled off after the rain. So annoying. I watched um, watched a lineman. Um, linemen do incredible stuff. And I found out, I found the area where uh, my power went out and I watched a lineman spend an hour cutting the tree out. It was just all in the lines and in the transformer. And it was fascinating watching this. That's got to be a very dangerous job. Yeah. But once he got all the tree out of there, cleared it all out, 20 minutes later, I had power. Yeah. So it wasn't awful. As I told you, our entire town lost power. So um, a tree fell into one of the transformer stations and knocked it out for our entire town. We got it back at 7.30 this morning. There are still places in our town that do not have power back yet as of 9.30 this morning. So yeah, I think 85,000 in Cincinnati still has no power. So it's supposed to be even, like really hot. Yeah, when I I know that was what we were worried about. Like, hey, it's supposed we're supposed to have record heat today. It's not. Yeah. This is not the day to not to have air conditioning. Yeah, I hope they get it fixed before it gets too hot because that's that's da- very dangerous, um, yeah. especially for senior citizens, people that are sick. It's really bad. Dogs. I'm, I'm not sure about like Madeira or Kenwood. I know Springboro put out notifications last like early this morning at like four o'clock this morning they said hey if your power if power has not been restored by five o'clock this morning we're going to open up like seven stations around the city for not only cooling but for people to come in charge their phones get coffee all of that and they had the addresses of the stations all around the city that you could go to to do that oh that's good yeah so cool yeah the other one we have is actually on the list. Uh, we kind of teased this the last time, but a full scurry recap. And I, it feels like it was a month ago. I'll be honest. It probably was about a month ago. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's see. The scurry is a local event, um, kind of a scavenger hunt that um, tier one performance, which is a Northern Kentucky company does. And they help. They help companies with um, mental health initiatives. They've been doing it for, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so. And they're really um, ingrained in the community. They've been doing a lot of great things for the community. But this is an event that raises money for charities, uh, three local mental health charities, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, uh, Northern Kentucky Children's Home, and the Lindner Center for Hope. Um, Most of our listeners probably are not from Cincinnati, but the Lindners are... um, probably the wealthiest people in town and the, the, the university of Cincinnati, their business school is called the Lindner um, center, the Lindner business school, the um, tennis center where we have a big tennis room every year is called the Lindner center. So the, the big mental health 
facility um, <laughs> is the Linder Center for Hope. Um, they own those Cincinnati Reds and lots of gas stations. So they're, you know, billionaires. And um, the, so obviously mental health is one of their initiatives. So kudos for all those companies for helping the community of mental health. But it's also kind of, it's really cool to participate in this. And the, set, the what it is, is uh, uh, businesses get teams of four and you basically run around and do all these scavenger hunt stuff. Um, what all do we do, Brian? We had to track down the statues along the river. We had to do what I vote as a um, like a waiter challenge, carrying trays of drinks, going an obstacle course. There was trivia. We had yep. to make fools of ourselves doing karaoke and being a waiter. Yep. So yeah. lots of different activities like that. Yeah. So it was about three three hours or so of that. Um, it was hot that day. It was a lot of running around. Um, some of us are more out of shape than others. It was hard. Um, some teams took it more serious than others. Some teams you'd see them in a bar just kind of doing a couple shots and drinking and hanging out. And that was part of, you know, what that's awesome, right? That's yep. part of this is team building. And um, for us, it was us two. Um, and then we had um, two other people in the organization, a, a research manager, manager and somebody from sales. So there's four of us. And first off, it's amazing how competitive we were. <laughs> um, we all four did prep work and we think we identified most of the locations before the race even started um, because it was in the waiver that we signed. Um, and so we identified most of the locations, which helped us a little bit probably. Um, we were prepared to answer trivia questions, which helped, definitely helped us. Um, and we had all kinds of planning around it. But the, to make a long story short, we won. We did. And I think I feel like we took it more seriously than any other team. Because, yeah. I mean, when they said go, we started running and then we looked back and we were the only ones running. Yeah, that was weird. And then the one you mentioned where you saw just people sitting in the bar, the first one we walked into, I forget. I, was it um, – it was the barbecue restaurant. The name escapes me at the moment. But yeah, we walked sure. in, and there were, like, four other teams there. We got the answers, and we're out within, like, two minutes. And no t- other team had even moved. <laughs> yeah, so there were three trophies. The first trophy they gave out to the company that raised the most money, we won that one. So we got the first trophy. And um, we felt very confident – that we won the getting the most stickers. If you accomplish a task, you got a sticker. If you went above and beyond, you got bonus stickers. And I mean, we, by the way, we were not just intensely racing. We were doing a lot of that. We had a lot of fun and we yep. tried to get really creative during it too, because, you know, creativity was part of it. And we wanted to have fun and team building, you know, we, we took it pretty serious, but we also um, not so serious that we were just like machines and robots going from <laughs> task to task. And so we felt for sure that we were had the most stickers. We knew we had 49. Is that the number, I think? Yeah. 49. Yeah, we and, overheard um, them counting it, and that we knew the number we had. We knew it was a lot, but 49 seemed reasonable. And so to give up a, a trophy for the team of the most stickers was a different team that had 37 stickers. And we're like, um, that's a miscount. And then someone from the tier one came over and said, just so you'll know, you all won this one too. We just didn't want to give you all three trophies. There was a third trophy around the, what was it? Like most spirit. Yep. Yeah. And so we would have won. They said, she's like, you would have won that one too, but understand this is for charity and they should spread out the trophies. And also it was great that they kind of told us that we won all three. Yeah. 
because there was a competitive aspect for our team more so than others. I'm happy with those other teams that we want to encourage, like, you know, there's a sense of accomplishment in that. They can celebrate just like we celebrated. And yep. hopefully they'll do it again next year. All for a good cause. We're all one giant team raising money for to help mental health. That was kind of the takeaway. Yeah. And I think because, and then we had the giant kind of block party afterwards where yeah. I think half of EMI came down and, it was just nice to, out of the office setting just to relax and get, yeah. get together with everybody. Beautiful evening. Our team name was Best Efforts. And for those that work in sample, that was a, that's a common term in market research sampling um, where we say we can't really give you any completes, but we'll try. So it's called Best Efforts. That's kind of a running joke. And Roddy Knowles thought that should be the name of this podcast years ago. And we wish we had named it that. And he gave us T-shirts um gosh this is probably four years ago at a conference and um so we decided that would be our team name because it also kind of applies to mental health <laughs> and thought it was perfect and everybody not just the race the race wore best efforts t-shirts but everybody that came to the happy hour the party afterwards there was probably 15 people that were wearing best efforts t-shirts so it was a cool team effort all around and we had and they were all not just one color we had sh- all the shades of between blue and yeah. green i think yeah so, so much fun. We'll do it again next year. Um, we'll have four different team members. We will believe me, me and you and the four of us will be talking a lot of trash to the team. Oh next yeah, year. <laughs> there's high expectations for this next team. Yep, because we told um, them we were going to go in and win, and we did. So now, okay. now, there's nothing less acceptable than a, than a win. So if you're listening and you're in the Cincinnati area, I know that um, our owner is friends with the owner of Market Vision. Has already challenged them to join us next year. Um, hopefully other market research companies will also do the same. Um, there's lots of market research in Cincinnati. So if you're interested in that, reach out to us and we can, um, have a lot of fun and make it, you know, a few market research companies all for the same cause and, you know, cross team building within the city is awesome. So reach out to us and looking forward to it next year. Yeah. Same here. All right. You want to move on to some market research news? All right, let's do it. All right. First up, and this is the biggest story over the last couple of weeks, is that Dynata acquired branded research. I know you have internally had put a lot of info together around this, but do you want to give us your opinion on it? Yeah, so it's um, a pretty big deal in sampling, I guess. Uh, branded, although it's rather a newer company, um, I think had pretty good awareness within the industry. And so adding, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Dynata has had a lot of acquisitions over the past few years, um, sample-related companies and non-sample-related companies. And so this is just adding to their portfolio. Um, beyond that, you know, don't, don't know what else to say about the sampling aspect of it, but it's, yep. it's kind of fits in their portfolio pretty well and fits with their brand strategy pretty well. So it shouldn't be a big surprise. All right. Our next up. Group Solver, the market research tech firm, has raised $2.5 million in new funding, which they said they will use to expand its survey platform and accelerate its go-to-market strategy. Yeah, we talked a lot about uh, fundraising. Um, we know Group Solver, they're, they're cool. Um, now I've raised over $7.3 million, over eight rounds of funding, which I don't understand this world a lot, all these rounds of funding and all these different ways that they do it, but um, good for them. Accelerating go-to-market strategy and expanding its starting platform is always a good thing. And so good good news for the end of the world. 
Yeah, I'm, I don't understand the funding either. Did the people who get in earlier get more? Is it everybody yeah. equal? I, I don't understand this either. Yeah, but 2.5 million, that, that goes yeah. along as we know, as we're, we're innovating as well. $2.5 million can solve a lot of problems. Yeah, <laughs> it can. It's not like a lot of money, but let me tell you, we're building some products now that if we had $2.5 million, that would be huge. Yes, yes it would. <laughs> Next up, Forsta. I'm never going to get used to calling it that. I'm sorry. Okay. Forsta has launched a new program called Human Experience Partner Program that will help agencies to offer white-labeled integrated voice of the customer tools hosted on Forsta's technology platform. Um, first off, I have a feeling you put this on here just because of this. This human experience, HX, is just ridiculous. I'm tired of all of this. Um, they talk about HX. They talk about CX. They talk about VOC. Um, I'm just kind of tired of all that. Why can't market research have a cool term? We're still marketing research. And res tech just, I don't know, it's okay, it's fine. Um, but, you know, all these other industries that are just seem like so much cooler. Um, I couldn't even get beyond that. Let's even talk about Forsta. I mean, good news for Forsta, I guess. But human experience, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, it, that seems like a that seems like a forced one to me, but that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, Forsta, they're big and they're going to try to create new um, ways of calling things, new um, industries almost. Um, so, you know, good job. I'm, I, I hope I don't have to use HX terms anytime soon. <laughs> oh, next up. Ipsos has unveiled a four-year growth plan, which includes spending between 100 and 200 million euros on what is quoted smart acquisitions and doubling their investment in data analytics technology and knowledge panels. What do you think about that? Um, this is really interesting. You don't often see a big public company like this talk about smart acquisitions. Um, what's interesting is that, you know, we talked to Steve Schlesinger about this a little bit, and he said the same thing. He said that he um, acquired some of these companies that he's acquired over the past couple of years, really for the talent, as talent acquisition. Yep, and yep. I'm sure everybody listening has hired, hired people or tried to hire people and has had challenges with acquiring talent. This is a way to freaking hire, get some talent. I like, I kind of, I really like this. Um, smart acquisitions. They even said 100, 100 million to 200 million a year. That's a lot. That's those, that's some pretty big buys, I think. Um, I mean, you're not buying the Nielsen's of the world, but you're buying, you can buy a lot of small companies and people and innovations and platforms with that amount of money um, and people. Um, I mean, we joked around that Disco bought Roddy Knowles and there was probably some yeah. truth to that, honestly. Probably. <laughs> the more that I'm learning about this challenges that business owners are having with acquiring talent, this is a way to acquire it. Um, so I, I really like what Ipsos is doing. That's a, a four-year growth plan with all the challenges that the giant Ipsoses and Cantars of the world have had. Um, that's, that's, uh, I really like what they're doing in terms of calling the shots. So good for them. All right. Our last story of the day is an interesting one, to say the least. Um, the headline was the long-awaited U.S. data privacy bill appears to be on track again. Some of the details, it is a new national data privacy bill 
the essential legislative building block that has proved elusive over the years, but it appears to be a fast track in Congress. And this is that what we have asked for that national data privacy law. What they have said is that it addresses the two main sticking points um, that have kept it from passing in the U.S., that it is a broad private reach of action for individuals while preempting all state laws. So what do you think about that? I think this is good. Um, Howard Feinberg had uh, wrote a little bit about it as well. Um, this is good. Uh, as anybody that works in research really should understand all the privacy challenges that we have. Um, California's kind of led the way. That is every state, and not just states, countries um, enact these new privacy laws. These are challenges as researchers. Um, they're challenges because I don't think they're necessarily intended. These laws are not intended for market researchers. They're intended to help with all kinds of other data concerns, which I think are probably the bigger challenge. Like, you know, the Googles of the world, if they use their data for evil, that could really ruin some lives. If they're not handling your data correctly, they're not respecting your privacy, right? We can name right. all the companies, um, Facebook, um, Apple, um, Google, all of these big companies, if they're not playing by the rules and sometimes you have to change the rules because we're evolving as a industry as a world and um by the way your son has come up as showing off his cast yes he is um, we need to put a picture of this out on the, <laughs> <laughs> um we need to get a picture of this and send it out um with the show notes because he he looks like he's really proud of his cast yeah. That's yeah, awesome. the picture I sent around to the office this morning, he is pretty proud of it. I've also warned his sister not to annoy him too much because he's pretty much got a weapon on one arm. <laughs> so, Yeah, um, but back to the story, if I can get back to it, because he's looking very cute with his cast and seems very happy about it. This is, this is really good, I think. If we can pull this off, um, again, these laws aren't enacted for us, but we have to follow them. And we don't have a lot of people like Howard Feinberg fighting for market research and survey research. So we just kind of have to look for loopholes and find our way. And hopefully people, um, you know, we, we all invested. We just learned that market vision hired. What was that? It was an attorney that they hired just for um, to make sure they're playing by the rules. And we'll see more of that. But hopefully this passes um, so that we can work towards making sure that we um, can follow one law in the US and not 50 laws. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that it's going to be one law, not a California and a Massachusetts and a Nevada and whatever, that it's one which can make it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully it's bipartisan. Um, and in today's day and age, if it's bipartisan, that that sounds like it's probably a good thing. Um, they probably want to get some stuff done. Um, before the midterms, and this is probably one of those things. I, to me, it's a big deal. It may not be from the general population, but I think this could get some positivity um, across the U.S. We certainly need it. Yeah, I agree. So I agree too. And this is something that's been the public has been clamoring for. They want some privacy legislation on there, yeah. like they want that protection of when data is leaked and things like that. Right. And that's all the news, right? It is. I think that wraps us up for today. Cool. Well, um, we'll let you get back to your son who 
has um, energy of a child in the summer, man, I wish those days, um, waking up in the summer, doing whatever, you know, going to the pool, hanging out, getting in trouble, playing with your friends, breaking your wrist. I mean, what, yeah. what a time to be alive. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback on this episode and the other episodes. If you want to be a guest, reach out to us. If there's a topic we should be discussing, reach out to us and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.